Hello, welcome to another edition of the, uh, let me tell you. Hello, welcome to another edition of the Shape Up. I'm here today with Mr. Kenny Boyd. Uh, Kenny Boyd works for the Jefferson County Public School System as an administrative consultant. Administrative assistant, assistant excuse me, as an administrative assistant. Um, works with kids. He uh, gives a lot back to the community. And uh, he's got a very interesting story to share. Uh, you're from Nashville, Tennessee, right? Yeah. Okay. Can you yeah. go tell us? Uh, can you tell us how you got from Nashville, Tennessee to Louisville, Kentucky? Yeah. You know, Mark, and I, I want to first uh, appreciate you and thank you for giving me this opportunity to share on this this this, this live. You know, Welcome. Definitely. You know, and, I, uh, and like he said, I work for the Board of Education. You know, I me mean? as administrator. Uh, never in my life thought that I'd be in the position that I'm in. Because, you know, I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. Never in my life planned to come to Louisville, Kentucky. You know, and I ended up here in 1989, uh, not by, by coming to see my family or nothing like that, but just to escape my reality that I was suffering in Tennessee. You know what I mean? I grew up in a world where that uh, I lived in the inner city. I grew up with six brothers, two sisters, and a mama. And, and, and I had a lot of frustration and, and resentment going on within because we was poor. You know what I mean? I wanted to be like the other kids in the neighborhood. Mm. You know what I mean? So for whatever reason, they had the good things and we didn't. And so one day in my mind that I was, I used to get up in the morning on Saturdays and go wash cars at the car wash. You know what I mean? And, and I met this guy who liked me, you know what I mean? And he was a guy that I looked up to because he had a big car. He had a, a 98 green Monte Carlo. And you know, he was the man. Yeah, you liked that guy. You know what I mean? And then- you Remember that guy. I never forget it. And then I remember one day he said to me, hey little nigga, you wanna get paid? Mm. And right then, it just something in my mind, you know what I mean, made me smile. Cause I already knew what he was doing. And next thing you know, I got that sack. You know what I mean? Please understand, at an early age in my life, my whole identity changed because, see, I was a kid that grew up with the name Kenneth Lorenzo Boy, but once I stepped off that block, my whole identity changed. I became Kenny B. Kenny B. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kenny B. You know what I mean? And I built that name up. You see what I'm saying? You know what I mean? In the neighborhood, everybody knew Kenny B. Because now, I'm not the one that walking around with the BB Buddies. I'm not the one with the buck tooth. I'm not the one with the beat ahead. Now I got on some Converse's. Now I got on some blue jeans. Mm -hmm. Now I got on a t-shirt. I got a gold tooth put in my mouth. Yeah, you fly. And I got a Jerry curl. <laughs> yeah, you fly. And all of a sudden, life changed for me. My identity changed, you know what I mean? And I jumped off that porch for a long time. Because it was exciting at the beginning, but it got real dark at the end. Real dark. I don't know, you know what it's like to get dark. You see what I'm saying? Where everything that you work so hard to build, you lose it all. You know what I mean? And so what happened in that process, you know what I mean? I never forget. And I was sharing with a young man today because that's what I do today. You know what I mean? I've been blessed, you know what I mean, to, for my life, for transformation. I give back what was so freely given to me. I share with this young man today. I said, whatever you do, young man, listen to your mother. You know what I mean? Because, see, my mama used to tell me things that I used to say, okay, whatever, and don't do it. And today, I'm eight, I live long enough to remember all the things that my mama used to tell me, don't do, don't hang around him, he ain't no good for you. But that was my best friend. But, but he crossed me in the streets. 
You mean so? So I just want to share with you my journey, what it was like before I ended up in Louisville, Kentucky, and it was in June of 1989. June of 1989, I woke up from under the Bardock in Nashville, Tennessee. I was tired. Now remember, I told y'all that early in my life I became, I, I, I created an image. I thought I had a world in my hand. I was making money, but at the end, I was that one that I was laughing at. I was that one I was talking about. I was the one that wanted. I said I'd never want to be like, but I became that person. I became that person strung out on drugs. You know, and the good news about me, I'm free. I don't know what you know what it's like to be free where you don't mind and talk about where you've been, not worrying about what you or you going to say about me because I'm free. You, when you find that freedom within, you're able to expose who you really was. And so that's my journey. You know what I mean? So I became that individual. I woke up. You know what I mean? I jumped in an 18-wheeler truck, not knowing where I was headed at. Didn't have no idea. And I woke up out of a nod. And I seen a sign that say downtown Louisville. I reached over and pat him on his shoulder and said, hey, man, you can let me out right here. And I jumped out of that truck. 1989 to 1994, I walked around Louisville, Kentucky with nothing and nobody. And I was ashamed to call my mama and tell my family where I was at. You know what I mean? Because, see, I was that guy at the top, but now I'm at the bottom. Homeless, broke, penniless, and strung out on drugs. You know what I mean? And I ended up in Louisville, Kentucky. You know what I mean? In July 18, 1994, I met a friend. I met this guy named Bill Stone. He was a black man, worked for MSD. You know what I mean? He met me at the Hilling Place. We were having a Christmas party for homeless men at the Urban League, and he became my mentor. You know what I mean? He became that person I was looking for for a long time that man in my life to show me how to be a man. Because see, the niggas that I grew up with in the streets, they didn't show me how to be a man, they showed me how to get money. They didn't tell me, Kenny, it's okay to cry. They didn't tell me, Kenny, it's okay to say no. They didn't tell me that. They just told me, get that money. You know what I mean? So I met Bill Stone, he became my mentor. He guided me, he directed me, he showed me a, a whole lot about life. And then he encouraged me to go to school. He said, Kenny, go get your education, man. I was 30 years old because he had 16, 17 years old. I got put out of school. You know what I mean? In, in Nashville, Tennessee, you know what I mean? School wasn't on my mind at the time. But I say to these young men, today that I work with, get your education. Don't be like me. You feel me? And so at 30 years old, I went to school. I didn't get my GED. Ain't nothing wrong with that, but I got my high school diploma. You see what I'm saying? From my high school diploma, I got my first college degree. And I never forget that day, I'm sitting in Bill's office, you know what I mean? And he asked me, Kenny, what do you want to do with your life? And something inside of me said that I want to be able to give back. I want to work with that little boy who, who going through that same struggle that I once was in. Mm -hmm. That's how I began who I am. That's how I started doing the work I did because, see, I wanted to be able to give back. You know what I mean? Because, see, I started working at Beecher Terrace, at the YMCA, down in the basement, at the youth program. Then I went from Beecher Terrace to Baxter Community Center. Next thing you know, this guy helped me write my own perk, my, my own ticket to life. I wrote a program called Youth Alive. That program was all about reaching the unreachable, reaching people in the community, young males, 10 to 15 years old. You know what I mean? I started with seven young men, and I ended up for 10 years. Just imagine how many kids because it became a co-ed program. You see what I'm saying? And you know, Mark, I, I just want to share, man, it's just my journey was so real. 
You know what I mean, man? You know, I've I've known you for a number of years now, and uh, you know, it's probably been over a decade now that we've been acquaintances. And a lot of times you've come in here to get haircuts, come in there to speak to me or whatever, and there's never not a time where there's someone that didn't know you when you came up in here. A lot of times there were, you know, young men now in their uh, early 20s, late teens, but it seemed like the whole city knew who you were, knew who knows who you are uh, by either going through your program, being associated with someone that has gone through your programs and stuff like that. And I see the respect that they give you when you come through here. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of love. You know, I've never heard a bad thing about you. Um, and then the kids, you know what I'm saying? They, they've all seem to seem like they, they got something from you, you know, uh, you know, I'm a barber, so I cut the hair. You know, you've counseled them and, and have done work with them and, and, uh, and, and building them as, as young men and young adults and stuff like that. And some of those students, I've seen the progress that is directly related to you. So I definitely wanted you to be able to come in here and share your story. And, and I didn't mean to cut you short because I know it's more to it. But go ahead and continue talking about... Um, the youth programs and stuff that, that that you had with Youth Alive. You said you started with seven, and over ten years, what? How many people? Had you, you know, had, when I when I take program? a look at that mark, man, and you know, what I mean, uh, when when I started with, with with like I said, you know, it, it was seven young men. You know, what I mean, uh, started right there at at Tenth and Chestnut, the YMCA down in the basement. It was seven young boys. You know, what I mean, and and by the time Youth Alive came to existing. In December the 15th, uh, uh, 2008, based on a tragedy that happened in this community, you know, I said over, you know what I mean, thousands of young kids came through the doors. It went from uh, all males to co-ed. You see what I'm saying? So how did that get win like that? I mean, how do you go from seven to over a thousand throughout a 10-year period of of time? I mean, how does that build and, and grow? I mean, is it due to the program that you came up with? And was kids telling other kids? It was reputation. It was mm-hmm. kids telling other kids, you mean, y'all, you, you mean, let's go to Youth Alive with Mr. Kenny. He's a cool dude. You know what I mean? Because I, 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 I was able to, you know what I mean, not judge them based on who they was because I understand they struggles of life. So you what, you, what, what did Youth Alive do? What, what would you do with the kids? Youth Alive was an after-school educational program. You know what I mean? We taught them seven principles. The program was based around seven principles. And where them seven principles come from was the principles that I didn't have as a kid growing up. You know what I mean? When you think about a self-respect, I didn't have no self-respect for nobody, not even myself when I was a kid growing up. I didn't have no leadership skill. I thought I was a leader, but my mama used to tell me all the time, Kitty, you ain't no more follower. I didn't have no empathy. Empathy means being able to look at, not judge no one else based on your condition. You know what I mean? Didn't have no empathy for nobody. You know what I mean? It wasn't about community. It was a community, not building a community. It was all about tearing the community down. Mm-hmm. I didn't have no type of integrity. You know what I mean? I didn't been able to stand for nothing. You know what I mean I fell for whatever. You see what I'm saying? And I'm talking about and them d- discipline. The only discipline that I had as a kid growing up is what when I got locked up, when they tell me when to go to sleep, when to eat, what what to do, when I can talk on the phone. You know what I mean? So those seven principles came based on the, the my own personal life. You know what I mean? From a program called Rice of Patches. Rice of Patches is a six spiritual principle program. I took them principles and I changed them into my own direction of life. You see what I'm saying? I wrote my own ticket. You know what I mean? Uh, and and with that said, you know what I mean? We had an educational program. I took kids 
to on college tours. You know what I mean? I talk about their comfort zone. You know what I mean? That, that, that from, from Louisville, Kentucky to Atlanta to Washington, D.C. You know what I mean? Things that these kids never thought they're going to go to. You know what I mean? And so it, it was it was a, a educational tutoring program, mentoring program. You know what I mean? And it was just, it was, it was five days a week. You know what I mean? We fed them. We, we tutored them. We went and visited them at, at their schools. You know what I mean? We gave them that love that they were searching for. And they respected it. You know what I mean? And so that's what it was all about. And, and you know, and then it was June, it was in, in December the 15th, 2008. A tragedy hit this city. You know what I mean? And that's when the, the, the things fell apart. You know what I mean? Uh, but at the same time, I, I walked through it. I walked through it. It was a hard moment of my life. You know what I mean? I didn't know what I was going to do. So for those that don't really know, they're not going to exactly know what the tragedy was unless you speak on it. I know it's something that's, you know, probably hard to talk about or still is hard to talk about. Yes. But, but just share with them the tragedy that happened. Uh, it was a high-speed chase. members in your uh, youth program. It was a high-speed chase. Where a kid, young man was driving a car, and so happened four of the kids was in the car with him, and 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 it, and the police was chasing this car, and and his car hit a tree, and these four little boys died. I remember that. You feel me? And it was the coldest day of my life. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? To be able to identify these you, young men, you knew all those, and you, all these kids. You had to identify. Right. You know, I had to identify all these kids. You know what I mean? My life just fell apart. I didn't know what direction I was going to go. I was hurt, and I wanted to run. I mean, some part of me wanted to go back home. Man, it's time for me to go back to Nashville. But I knew that if me going back to Nashville, how vulnerable I was, it wasn't a good spot for me to do. So I had to go through this city of Louisville, in the malls, in Kroger's, in the barbershops, and listen to these motherfuckers, excuse my French, whisper, they know what they were talking about, judging me. You mean, you mean talking bad about me based on a situation I ain't had no power over. Right. But I had to walk through it. I had to walk and through their, it. And their complaint was what? Well, they didn't have no complaint. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, they, they needed to point the finger at something and somebody. And by me being the face of the organization, you feel me? I had to be the one to take the blame. And I had to take that blame and just walk with it. I had to be, be able to walk through it. And you know what's so deep about it, man? When you don't fold and when you don't break, you get stronger. Absolutely. <laughs> and you know, and then what happened in the midst of that, when that tragedy happened, I went back to school. And as I was going to school, I worked on another degree. I needed something to occupy my mind, Mar. Mm -hmm. I was about to go crazy. And I knew I couldn't go home because I didn't want to be in Tennessee at the time. Mm -hmm. I already knew what was down there waiting on me. But you still... Stayed clean. I stayed, you know what I mean? I do what I do. Stayed I didn't sober. use. I, 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 you mean, because I, I just I just kept doing it. And then what happened, I got a phone call from the Board of Education. Now, just think about this, y'all. If y'all missed it, they put me out of school. You feel me? Education went on my mind. Never thought, you know what I mean? I didn't like school. But 20 years down the road, I get a phone call from the Board of Education. You know what I mean? Somebody that I knew said, can't apply for this position, administrator. Remember now, you know what I mean? Mm. I'm, I'm that, you know, that individual. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
And I get a phone call. You the word that they did the vote into school. <laughs> you feel me? That, I'm the one that they put out of school. I'm the one that they said wasn't going to be nothing. I'm the one that they said that we're going to die in the penitentiary or die in the streets. But I get that phone call, and they told me to apply for this position as an administrator. And it was it was it was so funny, Mark. I promise you, man. It was so many people applied for this one position. I applied for it. Fuck it. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Didn't even have no thought that I was gonna get it. I just applied because somebody believed in me. Yeah, but you had a couple degrees at this time, right? Stuff, right? right, right. And when they when when they was going down the list from fifty to thirty, from thirty to fifteen to fifteen to five, from five to three, and then I get a phone call. H and R called me and said, "Mr. Boyd, we'd like to know could you be here at two o'clock? You ought to see me, Mark. I was happy." What time did you get there? She, I was there about. About 145. I ran home, changed clothes, put on my little nice little outfit, walked in there. See, my mind told me they was going to tell me what I'd done wrong not to get the position. You still didn't think you had the job when it came Still didn't, have, didn't think. And then they told me, uh, what they say, we want to know would you like to accept this position. They gave me three days to five days to let them know. Mm-hmm. They didn't even realize that I accepted when I was sitting in the chair talking to them. <laughs> you mean, in this process, I went home and I was telling my wife. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Remember now, I came here with nothing and nobody. Now I'm married. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now I ain't in the bushes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. I got a home. Got a home. You feel me? Got a career. You know what I mean? I got a career. I started from the bottom. So what did you do different that made all these changes occur? I changed... I hate to say it, and they tell you all the time, you got to change people, places, and things. You see what I'm saying? Because everybody, you, know, you remember, you know what mama told you, boy, you need to stay away from him? Mm-hmm. You remember the thing mama told you, and you said, okay, and you did it anyway? I, I listened, I heard what mama was telling me then, I did it now. You see what I'm saying? And by making that transformation in my life, things start opening up for me. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I had an opportunity to go to Africa. You see what I'm saying? To be able to speak to a whole bunch of kids and stay in Africa. Do you know what it's like? You know what I mean? Well, from a nigga from the bottom, you know what I mean? From the hood, you know what I mean? From the streets, you know what I mean? Was in that eight block Raiders that you never thought you're going to get out of? You know what I mean? I don't know you know what the eight block Raiders is. Is that neighborhood that you grew up in that you didn't never step out? You know what I mean? You just stayed there. Everybody knew you. Mm-hmm. You didn't know all the people that you knew was the ones on that side of the project and the other side of the project. You didn't know nobody out in West Nashville, you know what I mean? Because you were stuck in that eight block radius. But I remember going to Africa, jumping out, getting off that airplane, touching the ground. All I want to do is touch the dirt. You feel me? You know what I mean, man? Mm. We talking about things that, 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 that happened along this journey in my life. I mean, and I say all this to share with anybody out there listening, don't give up five minutes for the miracle. Whatever you may be going through in life, I mean, there is hope. You can be whatever you want to be. Don't let nothing and nobody make you feel like you don't count. Don't allow your past to hold you back from your future. You see what I'm saying? Don't, don't get trapped into who you was. Because that shit who you was is over and done. With you. It's a whole, a whole new phase of life now. You see what I'm saying? Just keep moving. That's what that's, that's where I'm at. You see what I'm saying? I'm I'm steady more moving. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm a, I got a career. Don't you just think about it? Just think about it. You know what I mean? I, you know what I mean? I, I didn't I didn't 
in my life. I got a 401k. That shit might don't mean nothing to you, but that shit excites <laughs> me because I didn't even know what that was growing up. Right. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Right. Shit, I'm excited. <laughs> Pretty soon I'm gonna be able to retire. You know what I mean? Because I didn't think that that wasn't my thinking growing up. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Because I didn't have no one to show me, to teach me how to go to work, get your education, save money, get your, you know what I mean, get your driver license. Mm. Shit, I didn't get my license until I was about 40 or 30 something years old. Mm. And I thought it was okay to drive with no license. I, I did. I just jumped too. in the car and drove. Yeah. It took me to jail. I got out. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you know, Mark, I, I just, it just, you know, I mean, it's real, man. And, and my message to that individual or whoever's sitting out there, whoever's just hearing me, I mean, please don't judge me. Just listen to what the message is. And the message is hope. It's H-O-P-E, hope, that you can be whatever you want to be. It's real, man. You see what I'm saying? You know what I mean? And, and, I, and I have had the privilege to travel across the world to tell everybody about who I am. Man, I definitely appreciate you from stopping by here today. And telling everybody who you are, man. I appreciate you, Mark, for allowing me to just be here, just to kick it, chop it up with y'all. You know what I mean? And I'm just who I am, man, and uh, and I'm blessed. Appreciate you. Love you, man. Appreciate you. All right. All right.